0: FOOTBALL IS LIFE! Welcome everybody to episode 53 of FOOTBALL IS LIFE. I am Nat Maymudis, again zooming in from sunny California. And in the studio is Matt Powell.
1: Hello, hello. How are we doing?
0: And Ethan will be here in a few uh, but there's so much to get to we're going to start getting into stuff Um, and uh, uh, I think first Matt I think we have to um, I think we have to talk about I think we've been a little harsh on someone so I think we got to we got to we got to apologize at the beginning of today's um show we have been we've been too mean to to Jesus Ferrera. We've like just like for no reason. We're just mean to him. And um yeah guys uh, uh Jesus if you're there we I'm sorry. Um Matt, would you like to apologize to Jesus Ferrera?
1: Uh, the only thing that makes me want to apologize to Jesus Ferreira is every once in a while I'll look at how old he actually is, and I'll be reminded that he's like our age, and he's just a kid doing his best under a lot of pressure. Um, but in terms of like his play on the field, I I don't think I have anything to apologize for. I feel like I represent his ability pretty accurately. Is there what 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 provokes this apology? I'm curious.
0: Nothing provokes this this apology. It's an April Fool's joke, Matt, because he (laughs) is terrible. We hate him. He sucks. I think I can say sucks uh, uh, still on this air. (laughs) Jesus Ferreira, go away. You're not good at soccer. Never come back to the national team. Obviously, if we're talking nice things about Jesus Ferreira, then you have to think about what the date is today. So, yeah. Um, I was trying to think of uh, other stuff that we could do since it is April Fool's Day for this show. Um, I thought about seeing if I could get uh, AI Danny Rojas, uh, and then I was going to play Danny Rojas's voice uh to see if I could get you guys to believe if it was actually Christo Fernandez, that would have been uh, a good time.
1: I, uh, I but let's
0: let's yeah.
1: I don't I don't think the voices are that good yet. I don't know if you would have gotten us. But
0: Oh, you wouldn't have believed it?
1: No, I don't Some think of them so. are
0: pretty good. You heard it, it AI <laughs> AI Joe Biden doesn't convince you.
1: Oh, I don't think so. The stuff
0: they're making him say.
1: They're they're all right. In in, uh, next April Fool's, maybe someone will get me with one of them.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. So uh, let's get into uh, the soccer news uh, from this past week. Um, Starting off uh, with uh, some friendly news. Uh, We had – it was announced that that, uh, in the summer – Man United is going to play a friendly against Ryan Reynolds on uh, Welcome to uh, Welcome to Rexum Rexum uh, 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 United. Uh, will be playing uh, in San Diego. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on this friendly uh, between a Premier League side and a uh, could be a Football League Two side, uh, Matt?
1: Um. Uh, uh, this this doesn't feel like it matters. It's like a little cash grab. It should be a lot of fun. I bet I bet the production quality will be good and it'll be a it'll be a fun watch and I'll probably put it on. But I don't know. It like all friendlies, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Ethan.
2: Yeah, I agree. It has a lot of potential to be a fun game. I think. I do kind of have the feeling where you know, like this is only happening because like Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney own this team, but. Like, I don't think this would happen in San Diego with another, uh, lower tier team in England, but that's just the game. And, uh, you know, I, I agree with Matt. It could be fun. I'll probably turn it on, see what's going on.
0: Ethan, welcome back to the show. Anything you want to say on this, uh, April fool's day?
2: I'm leaving and I'm never coming back. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it's a uh, it's it's an okay day outside. You know, it's a little misty, it's foggy and um a little humid. Um but otherwise, it's a good day to uh to do footballs life.
0: Yes, yes. Um all right, so moving on from uh, Manu and Rexum, uh that game on the 25th. Um we had the US Men's National team played their second game uh to in uh, Nations League qualifying against uh, El Salvador. And Darryl DK got the start, did absolutely nothing. Uh, he goes off, and uh, Ricardo Pepe uh, scores a beautiful goal. Um, guys, how are we feeling about Ricardo Pepe not going to the World Cup now and uh, his future? With the national team and in general just what did you think about the uh the u.s.'s game against el salvador
1: el salvador is a well-coached team i don't think um i, I think a lot of uh usmnt fans uh look at a one nil scoreline uh against a against a team that we should have superior talent to uh and are disappointed but um i think that with an interim head coach Against a really well-coached side who came to play for the tie or the uh, the, the counter-attacking opportunities um, or a little bit of possession when it warranted, but nothing, no, no game. They didn't come to to dominate and win. Um, they came to get the result, get whatever result they could out could out of the game, um, and, and finding a breakthrough point and uh, that breakthrough point coming from. Um, a really good pass from was it Weston McKinney? and then a a quality finish from Ricardo Pepe. Um, it, it it's a good showing. Um, and it, I honestly think this is a better showing than the seven uh, nil win the other day. Um, just because uh, this was a much more quality opponent, and um, they were tactically very sound.
2: Yeah, I agree with Matt. Hey. Uh, but yeah. I was. I, I was kind of thinking since Pepe has now scored a couple goals since coming back just kind of had that thought of like oh maybe he was like maybe he was the guy. Maybe he should have been at the World Cup over Ferrera or Wright um, and you know at the time we were celebrating his exclusion I think because uh, we're not the biggest Pepe fans but you know maybe he should have gotten a Maybe he should have had a seat on the plane. At the
0: at the time, I would I still believe that it should have been P over over Or and him, but definitely him over Ferrera. Um, Jordan Morris. And
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Jordan yeah. Morris just scored four goals. He's amazing. He definitely deserved to be there. He did, he did <laughs> there were nothing four goals wrong. against
2: Kansas City, though, it's not like
0: he did. He did nothing. He did nothing wrong at the World Cup. He played as he he for the few minutes that he was thrown on. He did everything that he could. Scoring a World Cup goal is hard.
1: hindsight is not... twenty twenty, and it seems like Ricardo Pepe should have been at the World Cup. Um, at least over Hazers Ferreira, um, maybe over any of our other options. Honestly, with the form he's in right now, but you know, hindsight is 2020. 20. It's impossible to say. Um, so uh, you can't you can't say everyone's gonna look back and say, "Oh, it was so obvious." And while we were all anti-Ferreira, we weren't screaming Pepe's name from the roof. So. Pepe um, is making everyone look silly right now with his uh, really really solid play on the field.
0: Yeah, uh, taking the goals out of these two the two games, um, I I disagree with your analysis of the El Salvador El Salvador game. I thought the U.S. played much better um, in uh, against Grenada than they did against El Salvador, and El Salvador has. Uh, caused us problems for a while now um, when we play them. Uh, I do think they are a well-coached team. I'm surprised that they still have the same coach. I'm expecting him to go to some other club. He's a top coach in the region, region, so he could take over some bad um, MLS teams soon. Um, I can see that happening. Pretty well-respected. But uh, the the U.S., I thought, did did not play well in this game. It was sloppy. Um, Even... Even with them being a good team, yes We should be scoring more goals against them Um, and, uh, We, we were just Failing to, uh Generate, um, any uh, uh, much Of anything, and I think a lot of that is Because we didn't have Tyler Adams Um, it was just very obvious More in this game than it was In the, the first game that he wasn't There, um And, uh I and so uh, it's showing that Tyra Adams may and Tyra Adams might be out for the next uh, Nations League game for the semifinal um, after um, just uh, having surgery for an injury. So that could be a huge loss. All that being said, um, the U.S. still looked so, so much better than uh, Mexico uh, across both games. uh this week so uh the US still should be the favorites to beat uh Mexico um moving into the the Nations League semi-final in Vegas uh but yeah so uh with that um the US i thought it was a good window for the US um and uh with Anthony Hudson um it will be interesting to see how long in charge well what would you guys do do you think um I think we've heard players talk about that Anthony Hudson that they like um Greg Berhalter and so they 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 like his um style and Anthony Hudson seems mostly to be continuing that uh would you think they should make the change uh sooner or or what do we think of him right now?
1: Anthony Hudson is not my least favorite um, option at the uh, head coach position, mm. but he's nowhere near my favorite. Um, I I I hope we aim higher than Anthony Hudson, and I I don't know it. Uh, he's he's got to be, in my opinion, he's above Burhalter um, slightly. They're in like the same rough area in my mind. Um, but he's got to be below all of the premium options. Um, the Patrick Vieras and the Thierry Henrys. Um, the, uh, oh, obviously the like Louis Enrique's um, mm. and the Zidans and the Nagelsmans and, and all those options.
2: Is Enrique an actual option for the US national team? Just names that have been floated <laughs> around. He, he I don't think. has been rumored. Because yeah. I feel like he would never do that in a million years, right? It would be a complete overhaul of the system. Yeah, and he's all Spanish and he coached Barcelona to like their last Champions League in the last ten years and he just coached Spain. I feel like I don't know why he would want to come to the US,
0: but I mean if you if they bring in him, they gotta bring him in like now. He is his system coach. Yeah. It will take five it will take uh every day that we have until 2026, uh, until that world cup starts, for that system to like, uh, start clicking. So, it, like, we do need to figure out if we are going to get a new coach, um, which I think we should because, uh, the U.S. is, I mean, uh, if the U.S. is going to pride it's, itself at being the best at, at, at trying to be the best at everything, um, or is, uh, the U.S. is uh, the U.S. has so many people, and we should have so much sound. We should be because of who we are. We should be getting coached by someone better than uh, then someone better than Anthony Hudson, who is someone who has not succeeded at winning trophies um, uh, before when he was a coach so we need so we need someone who is a winner um in my opinion uh but moving on uh with the nations league so with mexico because of what mexico did um uh they it means that we will not face them um in the final we will face them in the semifinal um it will be in las vegas it will be a majority Mexican crowd the um, yeah, so it will probably be pretty similar to uh, what we saw in the Gold Cup uh, in the last final that was there in Vegas. Um, how are you guys feeling about our next game against Mexico um, which we will be without uh, uh, Tyler Adams but I don't know do, do we think that there is a possibility that we could see uh, uh, uh Balogun in this game.
1: I think that's a very real possibility. I think I think um him coming to the camp is is completely um in the realm of um things that could happen because uh it seems like that window will be when uh he commits to either England or the United States. And all indications now are the United States. I think that would be super exciting. That would be an awesome game to bring him out. That would be an incredible game for him to score his first goal in, um, especially if it's a winner or something. Um, yeah, that, that that would be incredible. In Vegas and everything, um, that's a, that's a picturesque start for the future number nine for the USMNT. But um, in terms of the game – I think the U.S. is a step ahead of Mexico, but not so far ahead that this game is decided by any means. Uh, this is a rivalry that will always be intense. It will always be close. Um, and I, I think the U.S. will be favored, but but Mexico is always going to have something to say against the United States.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's always really a toss-up between these two teams. Uh, and I feel like something that's always pretty important is whoever scores the first goal I feel like whoever scores the first goal will really get that momentum and can kind of move on uh, forward to winning this game but I also feel like sort of a recent trend of the games between uh, United States and Mexico uh, not being as high scoring as they often used to be like that Gold Cup final it was only it was a 1-0 victory and it was real late on in the game um as for Balogun, I would love for him to play in this game. I'd love for him to play in any game. Just secure him on the team, and I'll be very happy. Um, yeah, I, and I, I don't see why he would pick England over the U.S., uh, besides the fact that England are better, but um, but there, there, there wouldn't be any space for him there, considering the power that they have at striker, as well as the other young players that they have. Uh, but at the U.S., he'd be he'd be the main guy. Like he'd be the he'd be the cr- cream of the crop. So I uh, he should, he was already uh, kind of getting pampered by other sports teams when he yeah. came uh, <laughs> to the U.S. recently. So like F- Florine, come here and and just get all get all the money and the and the fame and the passion. He's also currently being scouted
1: by uh, clubs all over Europe. Um, Reims doesn't seem like his his team next season Mm -hmm. uh he's in for a lot of change and and in terms of like personal branding work um as far as like off the field stuff the United States is the place to come for him to become like a real star um and stand Mm -hmm. out in terms of branding I'm just making the pitch for him because I I want him bad yeah
2: (laughs) I wonder if him uh going with the US brings his uh his brings his transfer value down
1: it can't international <laughs> minutes has to mean something, even if it is Concacaf compared to England bench minutes.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, you want to be. Play- I, I mean, a player just wants to be playing uh, on any national team, and um, if they're and again, I mean, the U.S. is an up and coming prog, uh, isn't it? up and coming um, progress. Um, and uh, we're looking to go um, and and uh, and make a huge impact at this next World Cup. Um, so if he could get, if he were to lead the U.S. to the quarterfinals or even the semifinals, um, I like and I think that is a real possibility. Um, I think that I, I don't see his stock hurting that much, especially, yeah, because England had their chance. Um, all right. Um, uh, moving on a little bit from the Nations League. So the other Nations League game will be uh, Canada versus Panama. Kyle Lahren, um said uh, after uh, Canada's last game that Canada are the big boys of CONCACAF now um, and that they are ready to uh, beat Whoever, uh, comes out of the U.S. Mexico game, um, now first they have to get through Panama, but um, uh, I want to hear your your guys' thoughts on what do you think of Laren? Uh, to me, um, yes, Canada uh, finished in first place and, and uh, they got results against the U.S. and Mexico in qualifying, uh, but, uh. Canada bro. Uh when was the last time you won a, a Gold Cup? Uh, or uh advanced out of the group at a World Cup. Um Canada is not the big boys of CONCACAF. Uh and yeah, just um no. Uh Ethan?
2: Uh about Kyle Laren? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little tough for me still to compliment Kyle Aaron because uh, he scored a lot of goals against NYCFC for Orlando <laughs> back in the day. Um, so I still, it's been I, – I, I, enough time has passed, um, and his his Europe move didn't pan out as he would have uh, perfectly wanted, I think. Um, but he is a, he's a talented striker, and he's a good goal scorer. Uh, and he could totally do some damage against Panama. And I think he could even do damage against the US. And so could Canada. And I don't, the group, the World Cup group stage burn doesn't make all that much sense to me because they only just made it to like their first World Cup in like however many years.
1: Canada has been and will forever be the third wheel to Mexico and United and the United States' glorious rivalry. Um, uh, I think it's absurd to call them the big, the the big boys of CONCACAF, um, <laughs> but I'm all for like inflammatory comments that like that do something to like bring energy to a game and bring some vitriol to a game. Um, so I'm here for it. Talk trash and then let's settle it on the field. But um, uh, I, I think I think I think he's a little out of his depth here.
0: How great would it be for them to get beat by Panama and not even make it <laughs> to the final after this?
1: I kind of um, that I, I, would
0: be excellent.
1: That that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, in response to this comment, but I do want to see the United States play Mexico, beat Mexico, and then play Canada and beat Canada. Um, I, that that's what I want. I think that would be fun. That would be fun. I
0: agree. I would. I would also want to see. Does that. the uh, Nations
2: uh, League matter though? <laughs> No, no, <laughs> but you it might as well win. Matter. There's games in front of you, you might as well win. The them. Campiona's Cup is more important than the Nations League, yeah. Okay, that's true. That's okay. that's the reaction that's, I wanted. That's, that's undeniable. So
0: too many April Fool's jokes today. Uh, I do. The, um, what about? I mean, yeah, it, it only really matters if you're. A small conky nation that then it, theoretically it could happen. It could help you.
1: Like Canada? For
0: World Cup qualifying. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: We all, all laugh. Right. All uh, Canadians let's... have free health care. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, <laughs> trade, <laughs> I'll trade a lot. <laughs> yeah, Canadians. Take the Nations yeah. League, please. Just... It's true.
0: It's true. America's. We call ourselves the best at everything, <laughs> but uh, we're we're probably what uh, I don't know, Canada is uh, in front of us in in definitely yeah. uh, a lot of stuff.
2: You yeah, the U.S. is like the seventeenth at everything. Like if you look at all the world yeah. <laughs> stats, but and we all that. say
0: that we're the first. We we say we're very loud, and we say that we're the first, but uh, really, mm. all like the Nordic countries uh, have us beat. Mm, yeah. Um. Alright, let's move in Let's discuss uh, what happened to our MOS teams this past week Starting off uh, With the sole win uh, In this past week For our three teams Sanders go down to Kansas City And we initially Trailed in this game Um, Unfortunate um, uh, As they just uh, Dribbled in and uh, Five minutes in, Kansas City had the lead uh, but uh It wouldn't matter Before halftime Sounders would equalize And then in the second half Morris would go off Morris becomes the first sounder To score four goals in a game Is the first time uh, In the regular season That Morris has had a hat trick um, The first time he had a hat trick Was in the playoffs Against Dallas in 2019 um, With uh, also, with this, uh, Leo Chu had three assists. Nico Ladero uh, gets um, the. I uh, got the other one. Um, but to all you more all the Morris haters out <laughs> there, out there. Oh, this felt so good. I love Morris. Um, I don't. Uh, it's. I don't understand why Morris is the sweetest guy ever. Um, he's he's never I mean some might say that that he he's he's bland in that <laughs> way but like he doesn't say anything controversial. He's a good kid. He scores goals. He's unselfish. Um, if there is someone with a better opportunity you see him pass. Um, all the goals in this were were great plays just him being better um yeah guys what are your thoughts on jordan morris well, on this four go performance that earned him player of the week
1: the question we have to ask is is jordan morris a lock for the mvp i think, <laughs> I, think I think i think that's where we are right now
0: 100% yes <laughs> i no. even picked Joe paulo but he's going to win now he's no. on pace
2: <laughs> this is Morris not... is
0: on pace to score 47. He's goals on pace to finish year. the
2: season with six goals. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris. How would that be possible? Get, he, he already has seven. He might get double digit goals this season. Oh, you're right. That's a good point. I, okay, I, look, I didn't know how many goals he had. He's on pace to score nine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I'm Couldn't surprised. Figure out how many pit, I'm surprised with. Um, that a Sounder had not scored four four goals in a game before. Because you know, and I mean in it. And an NYCFC player has, you know, before Morris did it. So. Who? Tati? Who has? Castellanos? Last oh, year? Oh, yeah, I guess uh, yeah.
0: Castellanos, four goals. Okay, well, no, we're him. not. To, we moved on from him. This is about Morris's <laughs> moment, about how Morris is on pace to score 47 goals, about how when Morris scored his fourth goal, he mimicked. Uh, he counted the goals on his hand mm-hmm. while getting flipped the bird by, uh, uh, I, I'm not even sure how many people cause there were so many Kansas city fans, uh, flipping off, uh, Morris on that fourth one. Uh, and as, another reason this is satisfying is Kansas city for us. Um, uh, there are a couple teams that when, the Sounders have to play them. I never feel confident Um, Mm. because we always, they like, no matter if Kansas city is playing really bad, we always struggle with them. Um, And when we, when they scored on us first, I was, I was worried. I was like, okay guys, we got to regroup because we are better than this team. But you, so like with them, Portland, LAFC and San Jose, those are four teams that I never feel confident about. And besides yeah. LAFC and Portland, like it's really sad that I feel that about San Jose and ZKC. Cause for the especially reason they have not been good teams. You fear the Cade um, Cowell
1: and, mullet. The the Cade Cowell. Yeah. yeah. Uh the Kansas City is not good. Last season they were the they were the worst they've been in years, and this yeah. season they're worse.
0: And before last season, uh, recently they've been like really hit hard by injuries. They mm. really weren't missing anyone uh, for this game. Uh, Sounders were missing um, a lot, missing um, Arriaga New who Alex Rodon, um Raul Roy Diaz. Hey bear. Um, we're missing all these players. I'm um, also, um, uh, Obed Vargas, uh, with the you with the national team, the U, the under 20 team. Um, and uh, yeah, they weren't missing anyone. Um, so he- great performance. Um, was seeing uh, an interview with Smetzer, uh, previewing the next game. And um, it will be interesting to see, um, today who gets the start. Um, is it uh, with a bear, uh, looking like he's back. Um, uh, he, he's in full training. So it will be interesting to see if Morris gets the start after scoring four goals. Um, Smetzer made it seem like that could be a possibility. Um, and, or will it be Hey, Bear? Um, I, I'm not sure for ideas is back yet. Um, uh, but I'm, uh, expecting him the least, um, for this next game um it will also be interesting to see uh what happens with leo chu because uh, while leo chu had three assists um in this game and he played very well he still was his normal self and he had a lot of uh sloppy plays or times where i thought that he could have he should have passed the ball sooner um so uh it would be interesting to see what Smetzer does if they both get the start, but all in all, it was a really great performance from the Sounders, and I'm very happy that Morris uh got player of the week. I did not think that was going to happen. Um You didn't think that was going with to him happen. Scoring for- really I, d- I thought yeah I didn't think MLS was gonna give him player of the week it's hard to ignore what MLS
1: yeah the MLS is just so biased against Seattle that they yeah. would never yeah
0: <laughs> I mean we've seen we've seen the the, the award has gone uh, so far it's gone three times to Atlanta players twice to Almada, I, which is probably deserved but then it also went to Zellerayon and the crew have not been good this year so uh yeah, I think that's um. So I I, I would have not been shocked, uh had it not been Ben Morris.
1: Jordan Morris might uh, end but, up uh, might yeah. end up in first place for the MVP after Tiaga Tiago Almada um goes to Europe this summer. Mm. I mean, it, it, it is a real possibility halfway if he through continues
0: the season. this. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't no, think it definitely can happen if he keeps playing.
1: I don't think he'll ever Not jump Tiago Almada but I think Almada leaving um would give Morris would might might end up giving Morris the lead. Um at at this rate. I do rate. think it
0: is I do think it is possible that another uh MVP candidate uh shows up. It could still be it's still very much uh could be Del Paolo, and it also very much could be Mukhtar. Uh so moving on uh Speaking of Mutar To Nashville's game Against Cincinnati And Nashville joins The club of teams That can't beat Cincinnati <laughs> And fall 1-0 to them um, Matt uh, What did you think of this game? Uh, were you surprised? I wasn't surprised I picked this game I took that point, thank you and, uh, yeah, so, Matt, what are your thoughts on this game against Cincinnati?
1: No, I, I'm not surprised. Cincinnati is a is a quality team, and I talked about um, before we played them, I said anybody who plays them home or away, um, they know what they're in for. Uh, they're in for for a really good team, a really good pressing team, and then if the press fails, a team that's really good at dropping in and defending. Um, Cincinnati's well organized. They have Lucho Acosta, one of the best receivers in the league, Brenner, and Vasquez, two of the best finishers in the league. Um, and that's a recipe for a lot of wins. Um, honestly, based on the way the game went, the results could be called uh, disappointing. It's not unreasonable to think that Nashville could have gotten out of here with a point or three. Um, but there were just a lot of chances both ways. Um and, yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised, and uh, losing to Cincinnati is not embarrassing. They're, they're a quality, quality team. Um, and Nashville just shows uh, continued um, lack of ambition in the attack. Uh, and not just that, but a lack of ambition uh, in the front office to get somebody uh, who, can, who can finish the chances. Hani Mukhtar is, I think, top three in the league right now in chances created. Um, and he's sitting on two assists, zero goals. Um, the supporting cast, um, it it is, is, it's a, it's a shabby attempt at a, a system that will benefit him the most. You have a big man, you have two big men up top, Teal and Sapong that, uh, alternate and, uh, two fast wingers, Schaffelberg and, uh, Fafa, um, on the wing to try and like maximize his skill set, But, uh, while Fafa is like quality and Schaffelberg is fast and Teal is big. Um, there is, there's just a lack of a lack of quality at the nine that that's really going to hold this team back from being anything uh, from being relevant uh, in the, in the, at the very end of the season in the last couple games, which is where they want to be after so many seasons of making the playoffs. Um, the goals have to keep rising um, and it doesn't seem like they have been, but who knows?
0: So, yeah, first off, uh, Mukhtar has got to start uh, scoring. Um, we'll see if he can get to a goal um, in Nashville's next game. But he's got to start because um, uh, he's got to get to 48 if he wants to win the Golden Boot. <laughs> um, so he said that's going to happen. Um, but uh, I will say, I got to say, the difference between um, the Sounders versus Cincinnati and uh, Nashville versus Cincinnati was uh, when we played Cincinnati, we controlled the game. This game was all Cincinnati. Cincinnati completely controlled the game. It was uh, more typical Nashville, um, in my opinion. Even at the Otis when they usually do a better job. Well, of, well, uh, what are you attacking the ball?
1: What do you mean controlled? Because Nashville, Nashville never has possession. Above like forty two percent, like it's not like the style of play is not. It, it doesn't lend itself against um, Montreal. They had possession in the thirties and they dominated mm. against NYCFC early in the season when NYCFC were missing yeah. the players that they currently have. Um, they had I'm, in the thirties <laughs> possession, and
2: I'm glad you were the one to say that.
0: Not, yeah, but I mean, they it they it were sounds, not playing clean defense against against Cincinnati.
2: They were playing a very um, deep line. Bit, which allowed
1: for like relatively high passes. It wasn't perfect, but it wasn't like they played it wasn't the, domination like, in the in the even, way. Even
0: like even though Nashville comes to play defense first in games, like you still have to uh you still have to shape up still how you're gonna play defense first should change different teams and it felt like that they were still adjusted to the game against Montreal. Um and I don't and I don't know if that's just cuz they felt that they were still at home but just the way that Cincinnati plays it felt that they were not set up and that uh made it so Cincinnati was able to uh completely dominate uh this game. Um uh, so I I didn't find this uh this result uh that surprising
1: I, I think a lot of what you're but, referencing is the midfield being slow to step to Lucho Acosta. And if you give Lucho Acosta time, he f- he finds a way to break lines mm. in a way that a lot of people in this league don't do. And I think that's a chronic issue with the age of Nashville's midfield um, mm. in, in their in their stepping and pressing. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think I mean, it was all, a – I
0: other guys, not very – yeah, the midfield is definitely – they're definitely not the youngest group across the league.
1: <laughs> it might be <laughs> the oldest,
0: honestly. <laughs> I think probably maybe only uh the Sounders have you beat on that. Um even even with um Obed Vargas coming in and lowering our, our average age. Um, all right, let's move on. Um I, I do agree with you about the uh about the for about the forwards though. Um clearly They need Nashville could strongly from a a from a true goal scorer. They need someone, and I think they should splash the cash and uh, go get some who's going to score goals. Maybe they can go sign uh, Zava. Um, I heard that he's pretty good (laughs) at scoring goals. Um, uh, but Ethan, let's move into uh, NYCFC, who also fell this past week. Um mm-hmm. in um yeah, that this game was just sad. Um
2: whoa. Uh as uh, <laughs> we saw Houston Hold the we saw, uh... pump the brakes there, buddy. <laughs> sad. I don't I don't know if I'd say sad.
0: Yes. yes. He uh Houston got their first uh oh I okay, get okay I guess it's their second win. I thought it was their first. I guess they're actually in a playoff position right now, but um they're not a good team. You guys should be beating them.
2: We should, yes. Uh I won't disagree with you. We 100% should have should be beating Houston. Uh I think normally we would, uh but I, I and not to be that that person that's always, you know, playing international duty, but I think Cheneau's absence kind of created a, a ripple effect of of poop. Into this team, where him not being available and being with Luxembourg losing like seven nil to Ronaldo or whatever it is, him him being absent brings James Sands back in the center back position, uh, and that leaves Keaton Parks um, without his midfield partner, without his midfield guy, one a, a good friend of his, um, and I think that was the main thing. Um, is that our midfield was just kind of non-existent um this game
0: Well, you're gonna blame J- james sands you're blaming james sands how many other no, I'm people not. Did i'm it, not how many... blaming
2: james sands James sands I mean, was good just, in center back just... but he should have been in the midfield i'm not blaming him that's but, that's on I mean, international, blaming duty international duty and, and duty. also uh, Cushing i was gonna say
1: do you think there's a better solution is there a way to keep sands in the midfield and that pivot role allow him to
2: distribute in the way that he wants to uh, there could be I mean okay we we do have tony that. we have tony alfaro on the bench he's probably a, a he's no, probably not no, good no you don't want no, to <laughs> play him I know I I, I think I, the
0: solution is they sign yeah. callins for another season
2: that should have been it no matter what I don't know why we didn't do that And that was a doggone stupid idea And we should have just given Callens the money <laughs> I don't know why we did that It was an awful, awful choice um, Worse than losing who, who, Sean yeah. Johnson Or even Castellanos or anything like that But god, do we need a striker Who,
0: who else were you guys missing on International break?
2: Uh, just, um, it was, it was besides, besides Chanel, Chanel, it was just, uh, Elenich, who's one of our new signings. He's a, a right back.
0: Okay. So, so, so even, so you're playing the Dynamo, uh, missing two people. Um, you know who was missing, uh, more than that, uh, do you know what team was missing you cannot, more people than that this week? It was
2: Kansas City. You can't say it was. No, uh, no, it, was no, Kansas it wasn't City. Kansas
0: City. It was. It was the Sounders. No, was, that's it, what it I'm saying. It, you, it, it, you
2: beat Kansas City. It's not a wild. Kansas feat. City
0: is. Houston is worse than Kansas City.
2: Is has MLS matured to
1: the point where it needs to take off international breaks? I think it has. Mm. I, I, oh, they
0: definitely—they shouldn't be playing during international yeah. break. I,
1: I think they've—I think they've—they've uh, they've played themselves into a hole by trying to squeeze every last game out of the players that they can. Yeah, and now they have to play with less talent on the field. Um,
0: but that's because they have—that's because of the the stupid um, league's cup. It's the league's cup. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's they're
1: they're squeezing every last game out of out of these players, and now we're left with. Um, uh, teams with glaring holes um, and some teams are left with more holes than others. Nashville got away fine um, uh, from the international break but um, we brought in Nick DePoy over uh, the off season, and then he goes down with a season ending surgery before mm. playing one minute. Um, that was a little suspicious um, after giving some gam to LA Galaxy for him. Um, it seems like he might not have come in all the way healthy but mm. But uh, had the USMNT called up Zimmerman, um, and I'm not saying they should have, but but Nashville would have been down to who knows at center back, <laughs> like like legitimately. Um, uh, Gary Smith. Yeah, call Matt. up <laughs>
0: Matt. Place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt, you're, Matt, Matt, you're in New England. I put the boots Matt, back I guess on. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Come down to Nashville for the weekend. <laughs> yeah if I yeah one more thing about about this NYCFC game this was a game I it both teams should have walked away with a point because both teams did not play well this it was not a good game of soccer both teams were not very great I do agree with that Houston wins off of a penalty uh it's I think it's a soft penalty but I don't necessarily disagree with the call
0: it has to be called. The, yeah. You, you once once I saw the
2: uh, the angle that was from behind, uh, Tavon Gray, uh, it was definitely there was enough contact for it to be overturned by VAR. There was clear and obvious evidence there. Um, so yeah, not much yeah. you can do about that. Uh, I will say though, Tavon Gray did. Uh, concede the penalty but I thought he was a, a bright spot in a dark hole in in this last game he was really great uh, and he's still proving himself as one of our best defenders. Uh, there is a moment I loved in which he totally just bossed uh, Hector Herrera and Hector Herrera was just like hovering over the ball but yeah not the best game.
0: Alright, it is time to make predictions for the next week for uh, the games coming up today. The Sounders are here in LA. Um, I'm very excited to finally get to go to a Sounders game this season. Um, The last time I went to a Sounders game versus the Galaxy was in 2016 um, and it was a very memorable game. Um, Morris uh, scored uh, two goals um including um one uh where he just completely outpaced uh Daniel Stares of the def- uh, Galaxy backline um uh, also uh, Ozzy Alonso scored a screamer um from distance uh Chad Marshall had a goal um so I'm very excited to go back to this park hopefully it'll be a good a uh exciting game um what are your uh, let's see. Uh, what do you guys predict? Or uh, um, er, Ethan, you already predicted in our sheet that mm-hmm. you think the Sounders are going to pull out the win. Matt, what do you expect from the Sounders against uh, the Galaxy, who I will point out that the Galaxy are um, supposed to be they are they are light on injuries. Um, it doesn't seem like Chicharito is going to be available. Douglas Costa might make an appearance. Um, Ricky Puj is there. I don't think Giovinco is there, so they're a little light. Um, uh, but Matt, yeah, what are your thoughts on on the Sounders at the Galaxy?
1: I think Sounders will win this one. Uh, Galaxy Galaxy is a really interesting team to watch because of the supporter stuff um, mm-hmm. and the uh, GM stuff um, and the total lack of defense. But uh, give give me the Sounders. They're the better team by far, even, even though Galaxy will be really interesting to keep their eye on uh, for the rest of the season.
2: I agree with everything Matt said. It's a great way to put it.
0: All right, so hoping for a good game. We'll see what happens later on. Um, We'll we'll hopefully uh, we'll see some story posts on the account uh, uh, at that game. Um, All right, uh, NYCFC is at New England, so also in town. Mm -hmm. Um, Ethan, how are you feeling about uh, this game against uh, New England?
2: I'm feeling okay. Uh, I will not be there, unfortunately. It just didn't really work out that way. Mostly because it's an absolute pain to get to Foxborough. But, um, yep. Yeah. The worst. I'm feeling all right. I'm hoping for a win. I was just informed that Tavon Gray will actually be out for this game with a lower body injury. And I I, I don't think Alenich will be back. Um, and so I think we're going to see Steven Trunchbull, a uh, guy from uh, NYCFC2, coming in. Um, either that or we'll see like multi Almonds and switching sides to go to the right. Uh but yeah, I just really I'm I'm hoping for some goals, uh to see more of Ledesma or to see more of Tiago Andrade and a win. That's what I want.
0: Yeah. I I think NYC FC is gonna have this one. i mean, I thought they were going to beat uh Di- the Dynamo last week. Um, so I don't know. We'll see uh what I know. But I think they're going to they're going to beat uh, New England. Um uh, Matt yeah, you think that uh, New England's going to take this game any thoughts on on this before we move on to to Nashville's prediction
1: uh yeah New England's first in the east um NYcFC just struggled on the road um I think NYcFC is a solid team but I'm I just picked New England
0: and uh finally Nashville is in Orlando uh this week um I have Predict a tie for this game. Uh, this will either be zero zero or one one. Um, Ethan, what do you? You also picked a tie. Uh, mm-hmm. Any thoughts uh, for for how you would expect this game to go?
2: I think at Geotus, this could be a win for Nashville, but in Orlando, I think it's a draw. I don't think Orlando are necessarily special. Uh, they're them and Nashville are probably on the same sort of level, and so I think it'll be a draw.
0: I think uh, that uh, with with them not still having a true goal scorer, is going to struggle to um, get attempts. Um, but I don't know. Maybe Mukhtar will uh, find the back of the net. Uh, Matt, anything you want to add?
1: Uh, get ready for Gary Ball. This one's probably a tie. Uh, that's the way I see mm-hmm. it.
0: All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Football is Life. We wanna remind you to follow us on Twitter at WECB Football and on Instagram at footballslife dot WECB. Uh, uh contact the show at footballslife.net. We will see you next Saturday at this time eleven AM Eastern. Um of uh, uh, final final quickly um uh uh Ethan, what what do you think of Ted Lasso so far? Three episodes in. You like this season or not?
2: I'll be honest, I have only watched the first episode, and it was a fine episode.
0: All right, so we'll see you. <laughs> we'll see everyone. We'll see everyone next week. Hopefully, <laughs> Ethan will be caught up so he can yeah. hear so we can talk more about uh Ted Lasso. Um and into then, as Danny Raja says. Football, Football
2: is, is life.
0: life.
1: Oh my god. halter's back according to Fabrizio Romano. No.